what we're not talking about with host Amy D. This is a friendly reminder that this show features heavy, hard, and sometimes bone-chilling conversations that are not meant for younger ears. In addition, swearing is present, and although attempted to be reduced to a minimum, it won't be edited in order to keep the integrity of the conversation. Thank you for listening. Today's episode answers the question, how do you tell a loved one or a family member if you're struggling with your mental health? This question came from Instagram, so I thank you listeners who are reaching out. If you'd like to do the same, please hit me up on Instagram at the empathy front, or you could go to my personal account, which is amy.demone. Both links will be available in the show notes, so you can easily find me on Insta. So this is a great question, and it's a question that I never really thought about before I shared with my family what was going on. Now, I was a bit older when I shared what was going on because I didn't truly understand what was going on inside my head until I was about 25. Now, this question did come from a younger listener. So I'm going to just give a forewarning that there is great advice in here for everyone. But this is specifically for the listener that asked. Now, if you are someone that doesn't live with your family when it comes to sharing this advice, that's okay. There are just slightly different plans of attack that you would take when you don't live with your family in question. So that being said, we're going to switch to this advice for this week. And I will start with this advice. Now, before we really dive deep, you've got to establish a self-care management plan. That means when you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling like anxious or sick, like what are some practices and exercise that you have in your toolbox, as cliche as that is, that you can rely on to help you get through the pain and the emotion of that moment. Now, healthy coping mechanisms look like taking a bath or reading a book or maybe screaming into a pillow if you really need to get out that uh, fiery energy that's within that's always an option. So negative coping mechanisms look like smoking marijuana to run away from your issues or to avoid them. Other avoidance tactics, maybe grabbing for an extra glass of wine at dinner, whatever it is, you know what is a negative coping mechanism within your life and not something that you experience every once in a while to treat yourself. That's why self-awareness is so important. So self-care management plan. Make sure you have a list of healthy coping mechanisms that you can use in case this conversation doesn't go as planned. Now, I say as planned because I find when you have the ability to communicate with a family member, most of the times when you're speaking about your mental health issues, they are understanding and they hear what you're saying. Now, granted, there's always the instances where this is not the case. And that's why if this were to go in a different way than you hope for, you have a set of instructions that you've created for yourself to help you regain some balance. Because in the parent and child dynamic, 
the child just craves the love and the acceptance of a parent. It's also a survival tactic that happens during development. So we need our parents to accept us from like a basic biological survival standpoint. So we are so attached to this outcome. Most of the time, it's very welcoming. But if it's not the case, I want you guys to be ready to move forward through it without it being incredibly traumatic. Okay, so you have your self-care plan. Now what? I encourage you to always establish that you want to have a serious conversation with your family member or members in advance. And that is because when tensions are high or something is going wrong and we're feeling that our mental health is getting triggered and we're starting to resort into like more anxious feelings and with that comes anxious behavior or angry feelings and that comes anxious and anger or anxious and angry behavior when that happens and then we try to talk about what's going on it always ends in a miscommunication among the two parties and it never feels resolved because you're in this state of you feel very erratic, very aroused, and essentially you're in fight or flight again. And that's something that we want to avoid when we're having this conversation with our loved ones, because if we are not approaching the conversation in this way, it's much less likely that they will be receptive and take us seriously on what we're trying to communicate. Now, if you come from a family that doesn't communicate, which is very possible and was, in fact, the case for me, this is going to feel especially hard. So I'm trying to give you a framework that you can kind of sketch out, work within, and apply it to your situation. I always answer these six basic questions, and it's who, what, when, where, why, and how. So... Some of it's pretty obvious. Who? You, obviously. (laughs) What are you experiencing? This is where you would insert anxiety, depression, uh, symptoms of uh, bipolar disorder, or whatever it is that you want to communicate to your family. When? This This takes a bit of insight. You've got to pay attention to what are the similarities in when I get anxious? What are the similarities when... I get angry or whatever, the or depressed or numbed out, whatever it is. If you don't know what this is, that's okay. But maybe address that in the conversation. Maybe say something along the lines of, I'm feeling depressed all the time and I, I don't know why. So who, what, when, where. Now, if you are in tune with your body, if you can feel the tension and the sensation within your body and where it happens to help describe what's going on, that's going to be something that most counselors and therapists address in counseling. So that's just giving you a head start on thinking about where this sensation and tension and stress is being kept in your body. However, if it's also environmental, for instance, you're always at school and you're feeling depressed, or you're always at your uh, aunt's house and you're feeling anxious, or maybe it's Every time I go outside, I feel like the world is falling in on me. If you can establish an environment as well, that's awesome. If Again, if you don't know the answers to these questions, that's okay. 
It's just to give you an idea of what you should be including when you bring this to your loved ones. Now, why? Uh, This is really hard. And a lot of people, especially at a younger age, don't know why they're experiencing what they are. Now, for me, who went into a deep psychoanalysis dark hole um, for five to 10 years of my life, I have a really good understanding of why my anxiety is present today. I've also been in therapy. And what they do explain in therapy is that there's a huge importance to creating a narrative or a story around your anxiety so you can understand it and then eventually manipulate it to work in your favor. I'm making it sound a lot easier than it is, though. So with that being said, start to think about why you think you have these things. Now, I want you to get in touch with your intuition here. I don't want you to be Googling. I don't want you to be on YouTube. I want you to be thinking and feeling, okay, I am really not happy at school and I get anxious and my red blood flushes to my face and I just, that's all I know. Okay, you're at school. What at school is happening? Is it the fear of being judged? Is it the fact that someone's making fun of you or bullying you? Is it something unrelated to that? Is it like you're being taken advantage of by a loved one? Whatever it is, it's important to check in because that will give you insight into what is causing and continuing these feelings and emotions within your body and your life. Okay, so the last question is how. Now, this is the most important question. This doesn't mean how is this happening within. You don't need to explain the biological, the sociological, or all the different ways you can explain why it's happening or how it's happening inside. How more so answers the question of how can you move forward from this conversation, feeling heard or loved or whatever. We are taught that humans and individuals are just supposed to understand what we want by feeling. And that's very rarely the case. Disconnection among human beings is growing. And it's just not something that you can rely on. I used to fall into the Disney prince trap where I was just waiting for Prince Charming to know exactly what I needed to kiss me from my sleep and wake me up and blah, blah, blah. That's not saying that you can't find your Prince Charming. It's saying that you have to ask certain things in order for that relationship to stay in the Prince Charming category because nothing is static and everything needs work on. So state your desired outcomes. I I also know that this sounds silly because adults like aren't as smart as they lead you on to be. That was one of the biggest things that I realized when I grew up a little bit was that everyone who is an adult doesn't know absolutely anything and they're all lying to us and pretending that they know. Now, granted, there's obviously people that know more than me and vice versa, but it has nothing to do with my age so much, more so experience and what I've learned from it and my behavior that stems from that. So here are some examples on how you can articulate how you want to move forward from this conversation, feeling heard, and or unconditionally loved. So here's some examples. I want you to know that I'm struggling and I'm looking for help to on how to overcome it. Or I think I need to check out rehab programs. Or 
I'm wanting to join some form of group therapy program, or I need a resource online to talk to someone, or blah, 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 blah. If, again, you don't know how, I really, really dig down deep. How can you move forward from this conversation in a way that's positive? Because you are feeling this undeniable pull to share your experience with your family members. So you obviously are expecting some form of outcome from this conversation. And it's totally okay. Just be honest with yourself and then be able to communicate that with your family. So here's where I remind you about your self-care plan. So if this conversation didn't go well, you you must. You must refer to the self-care plan that I just talked about. It's very integral and it will help you process the situation in which you're in. Remember, nothing is forever. So just because that conversation goes bad, if you know your parents love you and want to support you, they will hopefully come around or start to seek out resources for them to understand what's going on. Because that's another thing. It's really hard to take education from our children. We grow up with this preconceived notion that because they're our parents and we love them, that they know what's best for us and they know everything that is good for us. But they don't live in our life 24-7. And that just can't be the case many times. They are also blinded because they don't want to admit that they may have been contributing to some elements of your poor mental health. And it's really not for you to demonstrate to them that that may be the case. In fact, I greatly suggest that you don't, but recognize that they're human too, and they may need some time to process, and they may need to refer to people that they love and trust to truly understand what you need from them. So if all of this goes to shit and you still feel horrible, here are some things that I want to remind you. School guidance counselors are there for a reason, and I imagine right now it's incredibly hard to connect with them, especially if you're not going into the physical school. But do reach out to them in the very least. They will hopefully reply back to you with a reference or referral. Close family member that you can trust. Sometimes there's a disconnect between our parents, and we can really trust our cool fun aunt or quirky uncle or something like that, or grandmother or grandfather. The list is really endless. If you're able to rely on another family member that you can trust, do that. That unity within the family unit will be really helpful to help drive home to your parents or to the person that you're having a conversation with that other people in the family support you. Also, friends, parents. Now, choose wisely because this can really step on toes and it's something that has happened in my life where I relied on a friend, a friend's mother and father during a really hard time in my life and my parents took it very personally, regardless of the fact that they were actually the reason that I was looking for some tender care because they were causing me a lot of suffering. Now, this is by no means foolproof, but what this is showing to the person that you're having a conversation with is that you've thought this through. This is something that you know to be true for you, and you're finally feeling comfortable reaching out to them to share part of your life that you've been hiding from them. I think this is an incredible act of bravery and something that's incredibly hard to do, especially 
in the age of perfection and social media influencers. Now, I recognize there's so many of us doing a great job at breaking that down, but the society and societal norms are still very much present. And for a lot of us, we cannot get into the position where we ask for help. So I admire you and I am always here for you. If you need any help with anything else, please don't hesitate to reach out and ask me exactly what your own personal question is. I'm going to answer it on these short, well, I always say short, they always end up being much longer podcast episodes to give you advice so you can move forward, process the change that you're experiencing, and really step in to the person that you know you can be. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of What We're Not Talking About. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe and shared this episode with anyone you think needs to hear it. As valued listeners, I also wanted to remind you that if you're ever looking for a specific topic to be covered, please get in touch with me on Instagram. My username is amy.damone, or you can simply click the link in this podcast description. I can't wait to hear from you. 